0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Gospel for this weekend. We hear now from St. John the Baptist. You could say St. John the Baptist now comes onto the scene. St. John is an icon of the season of Advent. We're going to hear much more from him In many ways, you can say that you cannot fully understand Jesus until you come to grips with John and his message. John is a prominent figure in all four of the Gospels. His job, to prepare the way for Christ. In some ways, you could say, during this football season, John is kind of like the offensive line, and Jesus is the running back. John's job, to clear the way. Well, it's true. We cannot confront Jesus or his message until we hear and act upon john's message so where is john right now in the gospel well it says he's in the desert east of jerusalem well that's a basic biblical theme the desert is a very spiritual place where very special things happen there i'll give you some examples moses he sees an egyptian official brutally beat a fellow jew enraged he kills this egyptian official and then flees into the desert, leaving his homeland behind. And remains in the desert as a shepherd. And it's there on Mount Sinai that he encounters God. How about Ezekiel? Ezekiel walks for 40 days and 40 nights, and finally comes to Mount Sinai, where he too encounters the Lord. What about the Exodus story? The Israelites, liberated by God from Israel, in which they were slaves, Well, in order for them to get to the promised land, they have to pass through a desert. And it's in that desert that they wander for 40 years. But in that time period, they make a covenant with the God and are established as God's holy people. From there, they receive their identity. Look at Jesus. Jesus, as he begins his ministry, flees into the desert to battle and defeat Satan. How about Paul? Paul, after his conversion on the road to Damascus, he does not become an apostle right away, no, nor does he go to the other apostles in Jerusalem and present himself. Instead, it says in Galatians, he flees into the Arabian desert and remains there for three years before he makes his way back to Jerusalem to consult with Peter as well as the rest of the apostles. So it begs the question, what is it about the desert that makes it this spiritually charged place? Well, the desert is a place where we must confront the very truths of our lives. There are no distractions in the desert. During the four months that I lived and studied in Israel, I often went out into the desert. And it is a desolate place, barren, filled with rocks and sand, nothing else. There are very few comforts in the desert. Therefore, spiritually speaking, the desert is a place in which we have to confront the basic truths of our lives. There are no illusions in the desert. There are no deceptions. In some ways, we have to stop kidding ourselves. Great example of this is the banner theology that I often speak about that was so prevalent in our church during the 70s and the 80s. The theology of I'm okay, you're okay, we're all okay. Well, that's a great example of self-deception to refuse to look honestly at the basic truths of our lives. Well, John is telling us, during the season of Advent, it's a time to get out into that spiritual desert. Stop kidding ourselves. Get to the basic questions of our life. Questions like, what is my relationship God really like? How has sin tainted that relationship? Am I living a life that is pleasing to God? Will I truly be saved? Now, these are difficult questions, but we can't avoid them. We must confront them. What's John's message in the Gospel? What does he preach? He says, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Interesting enough, this is the very first thing that Jesus preaches when he begins his ministry, repent. Now, the Greek word that is used for repent is metanoia, which comes from two Greek words, meta, which means change, and nous, which means mind. So, when John says repent, he means to repent, to go beyond your mind. Go beyond yourself, your ego. See the world from a different point of view, from the view of God. But how do we see the world? Well, on a typical day, I could ask you, so how was your day? Well, you would see the day or the events of that day in comparison to yourself. How was I noticed? How did I enjoy the events of today? How was I inconvenienced? We see everything as it relates to me. So John's message is what? metanoia. You know, go beyond yourself. See the world not as always related to me, according to my wants, my joys, my pleasures, my ego, my struggles. Begin to see the world from the perspective of God and living out God's will. See a typical day as God sees it, not as it relates to us. See, that is the mind of a converted disciple of Jesus Christ. Now John says, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Well, we truly can see the kingdom of God. It is here right now. But in order for us to see it, we must have a metanoia. We must have a change of mind. That's why we must repent. Now, notice what it also says. The people were coming out and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. Well, they're listening to John and then they're acting upon his word. That's good. That's very good. Notice also the little detail you can't overlook. It says that people were coming from all over the Judean region, especially Jerusalem. They were leaving Jerusalem. Remember, Jerusalem is the political, the economic, and the spiritual epicenter of the entire country of Israel. The whole Jewish life centered around the temple. They, that is where the Jewish people believed the presence of God was. Consequently, the Jewish people believed that Jerusalem was the holy city because it contained with it the temple where God existed. Well, now it says they're leaving. They're leaving Jerusalem, and they're going out into the desert to listen to John. And they were being baptized in the Jordan River. But realize, the Jews during this time, they believed that atonement for their sins or their sins were forgiven in the temple through sacrifices especially in the Feast of Yom Kippur, the Feast of Atonement. So they didn't need to leave Jerusalem or the temple, but they are. They are all going out to listen to John and then receive a baptism for the forgiveness of sins. What are we really seeing here? We're seeing a revolution. That's what it is. It's a revolution. John is luring these people away from what they thought was God, the temple precisely telling them that there's a new place where God can be seen. God is not seen in a building in the temple. No, instead, now it is seen in a person, and that person has arrived. John, therefore, tells the people we've got to be prepared to welcome him into our heart, mind, and soul. Again, remember, the temple represented everything for the Jewish people. It was in the temple that they received instruction, forgiveness of sins, and friendship, union with God. Now, it's fully recognized in a person rather than in a building. And that's John's message. Repent and receive this person that has arrived, Jesus Christ. He is coming. Therefore, we've got to prepare ourselves for his arrival. Now, John continues. He says, I baptize with water, but one is coming that will baptize with fire in the Holy Spirit. Well, ritualistically, the Jews always used water for cleansing. Well, that's true. But John is saying one is coming that is much greater than I, much greater than any prophet. And it is God, God himself. That's why he has the power to baptize in the name of the Holy Spirit. More to it, John is really referencing the fact that now God is coming to restore friendship with the people, with all of humanity a friendship that once existed before the fall of Adam and Eve, well, now Jesus Christ is going to restore that friendship, that union. Go back to Genesis. It says that Adam walked with easy fellowship with the Lord in the cool of the evening in the garden. That's what Jesus is going to restore. Therefore, we must be prepared for that in our own lives. Now, notice how John describes the coming Messiah. He says, even now, the ax lies at the root of the trees. Well that's a strange ax, isn't it? Anyone who's ever cut down a tree knows that when you cut down a tree you leave a stump behind. But this axe gets to the very roots of the tree. Well what are we to make of this? Well, Jesus intends to totally change our life. Not in a superficial way, but totally change our lives for the better. Jesus, essentially, when he comes into our life, he wants to get at the very root of our behaviors, whatever it is, envy, jealousy, greed, pride, the ego. When Christ comes into our life, he wants to get at the very roots of our life. And see, this is the purpose of going out into that spiritual desert. We need to be honest with ourselves, you know, get to the roots of our life in order for them to be changed. And see, this is why Jesus wants us to repent. Because it's precisely there, at the very roots of who we are, that Jesus wants to take up residence. He wants to take up residence at the roots of our thoughts, our ideas, our actions, our heart, our mind, and our soul. So that what? Now we truly share a life with Jesus Christ. We now see the world according to Christ. Not according to our own needs and wants, but according to now God's will. And now we are free to pursue that will ourselves. Again, that's what discipleship looks like, and that's what Christ is going to give us. Therefore, we must listen to John and act upon it, just like the people did in the gospel. We must prepare ourselves during the season of Advent. So you say, how? How do I do that? Well, first and foremost, confession. Confession is the greatest way in which we cleanse ourselves from the sins, those barriers that prevent us from drawing closer to Christ. If we aren't going to Mass every Sunday or every weekend, start. That's a, another great way in which we literally draw closer to God through his body and his blood that we take in every time we come to Mass. How else? Well, pray every day. Prayer is that divine connection that we have with God. Through prayer, we always recognize the presence of God in our life. What else? Well, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. You know, reading the Bible. Maybe just one paragraph a day. See, these are all things in which we listen to John, now we act upon his words. We prepare ourselves to receive Jesus Christ. Not just receive him at the birthday that we celebrate at Christmas, but we receive him each and every day of our life, in our heart, mind, and soul. Allow Jesus Christ and his grace to affect a metanoia in us, to change our mind, so that we see beyond our ego and our pride and ourselves, and we see the world the way we should see it, through the eyes of Jesus Christ. And that really is the sight of a true disciple of Christ. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.